What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. They were like, let's roll the dice. Let's see. Maybe we can kill him. <laughs> Dear Shandy. No. No. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Golden Bachelor recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm overwhelmed with love for this show. It's almost too much. Andy cried in this episode. No, you really didn't let that cook. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you cry. Like, I can literally count on one hand the number of times I've seen you cry, and this was one of them. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to make me cry. That's it's- how good this show is. Yeah. Is anyone not? Is there any chance someone's tuning in for the recaps only and not watching? There's <laughs> not only a chance, it's almost a certainty. Okay, well, this is, I mean, once again, I'm saying, if you are on the fence, please watch this show. I honestly feel like more fulfilled watching it. I feel like I've been given more than I deserve. Yes, yes. And that when it's over, the only thing I'm upset about is that it's only one hour. Can we talk about that for a second? It's one hour. Bachelor in Paradise is two <laughs> hours. <laughs> I know. Someone made a poor decision there. Someone has chosen poorly. You know what? I think, I think we should just give credit where credit's due. Yes. There have been some poor choices, but with all great things, there are mistakes. Yes. Man did not land on the moon one day. He didn't say, we're going there. And then the next day he was there. Uh-huh. They screwed up a lot of stuff. There was a lot of rockets. You it- don't see this, but there were a lot of rockets that just blew up Ooh. before they even got there. They were like 50-50 that the guys in that spaceship were going to survive more than two minutes. Oh, my 50, God. 50 Wow. So Golden Bachelor. Is, is, is <laughs> exactly the same as man landing on the moon. Okay. So we open with the women strutting up the mansion driveway. Strutting. They were strutting. I mean, these, these women are really in tip-top shape. Yeah, Andy, you, you, you said so bouncy. Yeah. Which sounds wrong, but it was no, more like... No, not that kind of bouncy. No, it was like... But a- also some of that. <laughs> It was just like their overall energy. Yeah. They're so full of life. And I think that's one of the things that moves me the most about this season is that I think that there's a general thought that women, let's say over 40 even, are yeah. just like that's shriveled it. and dried up. So like, let alone 60, 70. And you see this and you're like, wow, that actually looks like a fun chapter of life. Like, I feel like I would be the curmudgeon in that group. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I'd be like, enough. Let's just walk a little slower. <laughs> Less strutting. We get some good shots of the actual mansion here. I felt like this was the first time they just showed us each room on its own. Oh, yeah. True. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, a lot of good things happening here. And there was a good pacing of like the women moving into the rooms and picking their beds. I was wondering how that was going to work because, I mean, I lived in one of those rooms and I remember there was a bit of a, a battle for certain beds and not everyone wants the top bunk. I, I had a top bunk. I mean, it is pretty funny that I, I wasn't aggressive enough to not have a top bunk. Oh, of course you had a top bunk. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take the top bunk. Oh. It's very me. You gotta be more assertive. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that many days. Well, I'm assertive in you. some ways. You are assertive. When you're assertive, you are so assertive. Yeah. But generally, you're just not assertive because you don't care that much. You're just like these little things don't, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. Things like this, I'm not, that's not a battle I'm going to pick. 
Like, I'm not going to be like, I want the bottom bunk because it's just more comfortable, more convenient, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just never going to be that person. But other things I'll be assertive about. That's true. And you do lay down the law on occasion. Mm. Okay. So what was your point? The women moving into the mansion, bunk beds. I love how they were calculating like proximity to the bathroom. And Sandra was like, I've had two knees replaced. I'm not climbing up to the top bunk. I mean, it is kind of amazing that they made them live in the mansion. Okay, here we get word watch one. Susan says, I'm so excited to experience this journey. And they toast to social security. (laughs) All right. Okay, so Jesse arrives and drops (laughs) off a date card. And Nancy says, what's that? (laughs) Why is this so great? I just love everything about it. Because it's as if we're watching Bachelor season one, but with more mature people. Yes. Like what more could you want? People with a really interesting story to tell. It is so different when you know that no one is there for Instagram. Yeah. I hate to say it. For Instagram, for fame, whatever. I don't believe that a single woman there just wants to be famous. To put it bluntly, the stakes couldn't be higher. And what is better than watching real TV where the stakes are as high as they could be? That's why I like boxing, because boxing is real high stakes. Otherwise, I'm just bored. Like sports to me, like, look, I I used to be a huge baseball fan, huge. Uh And the Yankees won like 10 world championships and I was done. Okay, I had seen my team win so many times. But my point is, is sports, there's no stakes. It's just who's going to win more money. Uh-huh. Money is not a stake. Yeah. Unless it's like you need the money. None of those football players or baseball players are like, if I don't get this money for winning the World Series, I'm, my family's going to starve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no stakes. Boxing has stakes. Okay. The person's health. Yeah. That's sort of dark. It's dark, but it but it's it's real. I mean, that's you know, it's human nature. That to- goes to show actually stakes themselves, stakes in and of themselves are a little dark. That's what makes them stakes. Yes. Stakes I'm in life are dark yeah. and, and people like to see real darkness yeah. because darkness, without the darkness, there's no light. Oh, Andy, very good. <laughs> you found your way. <laughs> okay, so the date card is for Teresa. And as Susan curls her hair, she reveals she got married to her husband, Billy, at 18. Yeah. He was drafted in the Vietnam War. And before he died, he said that he hoped that she would find someone and get married again. And then it was also cute where she's like, maybe you should curl in this direction. And Susan's like, I've been doing hair for 35 years. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Gary arrives now and he and Susan head out in a vintage convertible. And now this is the most bewildering scene I think I've ever seen on this show because it really did seem like the powers that be wanted to kill their golden bachelor. I think this is a potential charge of attempted murder. I was so confused by this. I am, first of all, I'm confused entirely by contestants driving a car period on a highway i was always under the impression that if you ever see a scene in a car mm-hmm. with people who are getting paid by the union to be in a thump something yeah they're being pulled by a trailer like yeah, but the, they're, the they're car not is not paid, actually driving but these people are not being paid by a union bachelor's being paid i don't know if it's like a union thing though he's playing himself it's not he's not considered talent oh, in so that sense. None of, the, none of these bachelors are, are union jobs, I guess. Well, I don't think so because when I just think of 
the visa that I had to get as a Canadian on this show, I had formerly had O-1 visas to work in the States as like as someone with a talent, basically. But for this, it was a different type of visa because you're not considered a performer. Oh, of, of course. And also they'd be on strike. That makes no sense what I'm saying. Yeah. Of course they're not in any. I, I just assume maybe there's a third union. Oh, there's like okay. the actors, the writers, and like the regular Joe's when, union. When their lawyer, their, they had a lawyer dealing with this stuff for me. He was like, yeah, the law hasn't quite caught up with reality TV yet, like how it's its own special category. Yeah. And so I don't I don't really think he's protected by some union. I think he's just getting yeah, a paycheck. So, so they can do whatever they want. I guess. But they really, they were like, let's roll the dice. Let's see. Maybe we can kill him. <laughs> okay. okay, so for anyone who didn't watch, although you really should be watching, this drive is super stressful. They drive in this vintage convertible on a... You know, a Los Angeles freeway. I don't even think that car had power steering. I'm not kidding. I think that car, you actually have to like turn the wheel. It's evening. So the sun has set and the headlights are not working. Like one of them's flickering. What's and the on other one seems okay, but it's really, it seems very dicey and he's openly stressed out about it. And she puts her hand on his shoulder and says, you're doing great. No, that makes him feel good. This was such a sweet moment. He really knows. You could see him like he visibly relaxed. And then in his ITM after he talks about how much that moment meant to him. I was just mostly distracted by how upset I was that they were put in this situation. Look, I wouldn't put it past them, the editors, to have made this seem like a longer, bigger, more stressful drive than it actually was. Like maybe it was just a five minute thing. I mean, my guess, if I had a guess, I'm going to say there was a car in the front and there was a car in the back to sandwich him uh-huh. so that no one could get in that lane and he didn't change lanes. So they were like, stay in the slow lane. We're going to be in front. We're going to be in back. Just relax. Don't change lanes. Stay there. No one's going to get in front or behind you. Yeah. You're good. I think, I think you're right. that's what happened. I think you're right because there's just no way that they, would, they wouldn't have him pull over. Yeah. What if some crazy LA driver like cuts in front of him and it's dark and he doesn't have his, you know, his night glasses? Yeah. Is there such thing as night glasses? I think so. I think I need night glasses. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, last, like last night I went to go pee. I literally walked into the bathroom and I was like, oh, yeah, I was worried that you might be there because this has happened. This has happened twice now. It's so bizarre. The odds, I figured out I was sleeping while I was awake for three hours last night after being terrified by knocking into your leg in the dark uh-huh. on the toilet because I couldn't see yeah, you. Yeah, so you have to explain what happened. I was... In the middle of the night peeing, it was pitch black. Yeah. And then Andy walked in and bumped right into me. And it was pitch black and we were both totally startled. It's just, it, what were the well, odds of that happening? I figured it out in bed. I mean, it was what was amazing is, is that I actually gave myself the green light. Like I got to a point where I was like, oh, she's not here. So then I was just going to go for the toilet. And then I felt flesh. I, I guess <laughs> flesh. Yeah, and I was I terrified. I suppose the moral of the story is that I should close the door when I'm peeing in the middle of the night. But I Yes, guess. from now on, it's a, it's a rule in this house or any house we're in. Close the door. When What's you're interesting at night. is this doesn't happen at home. It doesn't because we have two bathrooms. Okay, so what was your point? Night glasses. Oh, my point is, I, I need night glasses. I don't know if night glasses help you just see in pitch black. Or yeah, like like infrared goggles. <laughs> Like those those military goggles. That's what I need to pee at night. So they drive up to a diner. It's sort of like a 50s themed diner. Would you say 50s? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was 100% 50s. It was very cute. Or at least they, they made it up to be 50s. 
Yeah, but I think that the diner is always that way. I think it's a 50s diner. It's a 50s they used, diner. That used to be a bigger thing. They, in like the 90s or like late 80s, mm-hmm. at least in New York, 50s diners were a thing. So they order a milkshake to share, which they end up sharing like Lady in the Tramp style. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. very cute. And she reveals she married her high school sweetheart, just like him. They were married for 42 years. I'm pretty sure Gary was married to Tony for 43 years. It's really uncanny. Uh, Billy passed away and he needed a kidney transplant. And one day he took a turn for the worse and she ran home and watched him take his last breath. (sighs) So they bond here over the loss of a spouse. And she said something here that really stood out to me. She says that you never imagine that that will happen to you. You're like, oh, we'll just, we'll never be without each other. It's like, yeah, we'll grow old together, but you don't really have that fully fleshed out at the end that one of you might have to live without the other. It's a standard weight of the usual bachelor conversations. (laughs) (laughs) So Billy has been gone now eight years. They bond over the loneliness. He's like, I have a lot of friends, but there's, there's, you know, I want to be able to share the sunset with someone. (sighs) (laughs) And then he leans forward and he looks her in the eye and says, I got to tell you, I really like you a lot. Stop. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's so beautiful. And this is where I... I mean, speaking of choosing poorly, I was like, oh, how could I not have put Teresa in my top four? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you were thinking the whole time while I was sobbing on the couch. Oh, no, this is not where you sobbed. Oh, you're right. I I was holding in. You know what this made me think of was when she said this, you never imagine it'll happen to you living without your partner. It made me think of what was it? Episode three of that show. The one you made me watch. Oh, The Last of Us? Yeah, I was too scared to oh, watch. Nick Offerman. Yeah. It was that, amazing. Was it episode three? It was episode three, possibly four. I'm thinking three, but that was... The episode that was, with Nick Offerman. You know what was funny? Because I was watching that show, and I know a lot of people hate on this, but I was a huge fan of that show. I thought it was good. Okay. But I thought it wasn't the like phenomenon that people made it out to well, be. Well, you don't like supernatural things. Yeah, but I, I can do you, that. That was light. It was yeah. supernatural light. But I was okay with that. You can only get into supernatural shows so much. You prefer realism. Right. But it was it was good. I was okay with it. I, I didn't dislike it. I'm okay. just saying, I didn't think it deserved the hype. But that episode, oh I remember God. reading, I remember it's like Entertainment Weekly or something. It was like, this is the greatest episode of TV ever. I was like, oh yeah, let me see. And it was the greatest episode of TV ever. Yeah. And I just felt that it perfectly captured what she's talking. Highly recommend seeing that one episode if yeah. you haven't seen yeah, it. I can't sponsored. speak for the rest of the season. But that feeling of, you know, you found it. You don't really, you don't want to think about the end of that no. rainbow. You know, like the fact no. that there probably is not a pot of gold waiting for you. Like I can't even think about it with you. I, I, uh, okay, so let's move I don't on. even want to think about you not thinking about okay. thinking about it with me. <laughs> okay, so Teresa says, would you learn to speak Italian with me? We can learn the language and go to Italy together. <sighs> not a single like has been spoken no. since they sat down. <laughs> no, or literally, I don't think. No, uh, but everything is literally. It's a given that it's literally. Okay, and Journeys Don't Stop Believing starts playing from <sighs> the jukebox. Nice. And this is as they're talking about their shared hope for the future. And everyone in the restaurant starts dancing flash mob style. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. It's so beautiful. If you did not cry at this point, you have either not lived long enough or you are a sociopath. <laughs> and I wrote, this is where Andy cries. Gary gives her the rose and they make out and it's just adorable. And I wanted to know what you think, Andy, how much they paid for the usage of this song. 
I think they did it for free. Ooh. You think Journey let the Bachelor franchise use Don't Stop Believing for free? Um, I, I take that back. <laughs> I was trying to make a point. Okay, I see the point you're making. I mean, yeah. I would love it if that were the it's case. It's possible. Let's just say it's possible. It's possible, but the Bachelor franchise has money to spend yeah. on the usage of a song. I think, And that, I think Journey knows that. I think Journey, who is also of the age of these folks now, mm-hmm. interestingly, I mean, I think they're right around the age. They're right late 60s, 70. Okay. Um, Joe Perry? Not Joe Perry. Uh, Steve Perry. Oh. Steve Perry? Oh. Steve Perry. But Steve Perry doesn't sing in Journey. He doesn't. He hasn't sung for a long time. But when Steve Perry left, Journey was over. I mean, they make believe there's a journey now. There's yeah. no journey. Steve Perry was journey. <laughs> let's be honest. To name someone else in journey. Yeah, exactly. I could barely name Steve Perry, but that's 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 my fault. <laughs> anyway, the point is, if, if they saw the the plot line and the characters and they saw any, even a sampling, mm-hmm. like like a, just a five minute clip mm. of this, this Gary guy, I think Steve Perry would have been like, you know what? Take it. I got enough money. Okay, so it's the next day now. Gary is mid-photo shoot anticipating the group date. And in his ITM, he says, the mere concept of a group date with 12 women is not normal, not even close. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of meta I love. This is so self-aware. I love that they show him saying this. Yeah. Like, he's basically ridiculing their own show. I mean, how many seasons have they had group days with even more than 12 people, you know? It's a romance novel cover shoot. So basically, the women have to run to their selected outfits. And Andy, you said, I bet you a million dollars Leslie picks tie-dye. It was so funny you said this because it was before we even got, it wasn't even a saga, but before we even got the moment where I guess Natasha got to the tie-dye before Leslie, but it showed a very deep understanding of Leslie, Andy, that you said that. I feel like I know Leslie. (laughs) You do? Yeah. Leslie likes (laughs) tie-dye. Okay. Okay. So they have different themes here. We don't have to go in detail, but there's a cute one where Gary puts on a Fabio wig. That's like the traditional. Sure. Romance I mean, novel. What cover. else kind of wig would he put on? Yeah. Of course, it's going to be a Fabio. I mean, wig. remember, Fabio was the first celebrity I ever met. I, I know. Yeah. I you were really it. excited, right? Yeah. I was excited. He signed my Hello Kitty pad. And how do you know who, how did you know at that point who Fabio was? I didn't. I was told he was famous. <laughs> so you just enjoyed celebrity. You know, I think you don't appreciate that because you were born and raised in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But when you're born and raised in Ottawa, you don't live in a place where you see famous people. Yeah, yeah. Like you have this sixth sense. Like we'll we'll just be out and about and you'll be like, oh, that was so-and-so. That was so-and-so. Like you just see them around you all the time. You have like eyes in the back of your head. And I'm like, who? What? Like I'm never thinking that there's a famous person around me. I, I you might be right. Although when I was a kid, I loved celebrities. I mean, I, I I saw Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was like the big star of the Yankees when I was a kid. Oh, don't you have a great story about Reggie Jackson? It's actually my friend Arthur. Okay. It's a good story. It's though. a great yeah. Yeah. Reggie Jackson was a notorious he was a dick. Okay. It wasn't nice. And so Arthur saw Reggie Jackson. Arthur was seven. I think seven years old or eight, maybe eight tops. And he was one of your best friends when you were little. Yeah, he's still one of my closest friends. He saw Reggie Jackson walking towards a limo and he ran up to him and and Reggie Jackson's getting into the limo. At 20, Arthur looked like he was 10. So imagine how cute he looked at seven. Okay. 
So he runs up to the limo. Reggie Jackson's getting in. Reggie Jackson, by the way, was the most famous athlete in the world at that point. Okay. He was like the Michael Jordan of that year. He, he, he's getting into his limo. Arthur runs up to him. He's like, hey, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Jackson, can I get your autograph? And as Reggie Jackson is closing the limo door, he says, fuck off, kid. <laughs> so harsh. Yeah. Is Reggie Jackson still alive? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's like he's like Golden Bachelor level. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he would still make such choices. And did you have your own Reggie Jackson story? I did actually. My mother did too. She also got dissed by every. A lot of people I know got dissed by Reggie Jackson. <laughs> okay. All right. She asked for an autograph. He ignored her. He yeah. literally didn't even look at her. My mother went up to Reggie Jackson in a restaurant. He was talking with his, his manager or something. Uh -huh. And she said, oh, my son is a huge fan. He'd be so happy if you just, you know, sign this thing, blah, blah, blah. He never even looked at her. And she just eventually just like sunk into the bushes. Oh, and left. how awful. Yeah. That's very un-New Yorker of your mother, though, to ask. That for is. I think it's the only time she's ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> and she never did it again. Shockingly. Yeah, I guess when you're a kid, you're fascinated by celebrity. Yeah. I was. Fabio, I was like, he's famous. Oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm interested. Total respect. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to do with where you grew up. Okay, so then there's a Summer of Love shoot. This one is the tie-dye, the 70s, and then there's Road to Passion, lots of leather. There's a bridal-themed one. This is very cute all around, but I got to talk about the photo quality of these shoots. Oh, yeah. What's with that? It's terrible lighting. Yeah, it's terrible lighting. This, what's this guy's name? Rocco? Rocco. Franco. Franco. He really, he really fell down on this one. Well, I feel like they're not giving him the right equipment. I don't know. I just find it shocking that they're like, yeah, we're going to do this photo shoot. And it looks like worse than you would do with an iPhone. Yeah. If you knew one thing about lighting. So meanwhile, Nancy in her wedding dress, because she's one of the wedding dress ladies, starts to cry. And in her ITM, she says the dress brings back emotions and how getting married to her husband was the best day of her life. And when she gets in the photo with Gary, he's like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm a little teary, but I'll, I'll tell you about it later. In this moment, to me, it said a lot about Nancy, that she wasn't like, I'm a little teary. <laughs> I have to talk about it now and disrupt everything. She kept it together. Yeah. Like she was not doing this nope. for the sake of attention, nope. of drama. She was doing it or... for the sake of realness. So now Gary sits Nancy down and asks if there's a disconnect. He's like, I'm feeling, you know, what's going on, basically. And she shares what she's going through. And he says he totally understands because there was a day about a year ago where he walked past a bakery and smelled cinnamon. And his wife used to make cinnamon balls at Christmas. I, I, and the smell of the cinnamon just got him. He was a mess. They just totally understood each other in this moment. Andy, this got you too. This no, I mean, come on, cinnamon? Yeah. The smell of cinnamon reminds oh. him of his dead wife? Like, yeah. wow, how much more can I take? I know. What struck me about this is it's not the kind of thing that you expect. Like, actually, a wedding dress, you can be like, okay, that actually might be triggering to put on a wedding dress when you've lost your husband and blah, blah, blah. It was the best day of your life. And it's like he doubled down. He's like, yeah. cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> that thing in all of your kitchen. Yeah, she's like, ooh, well played. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she says she still has hope. They hug it out. Notice how there was no kiss. No. It was enough for them to have this great conversation to really come to an understanding with each other and to just seal it with a hug. It meant more. They're, they're, it meant more than if they had uh, kissed. The, the kissing in the non now I'm going to call the other Bachelor like the non-Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Because okay. I think the Golden Bachelor is now the standard uh -huh. for Bachelor. Yes. The kisses mean nothing. 
Yeah. They're rote. They're literally just like, it's like checking off a box. Yes. It's like, oh, it's kiss time. Okay, let's do that. Well, even if it's sort of inappropriate, like I actually think a kiss after this conversation would have been a little inappropriate. Not, not inappropriate. It's not the right thing to say. It's more like, I don't think that that's really what their conversation needed to culminate with. I actually think, no, I think inappropriate is, is accurate. I think it would have been a little weird to have a romantic kiss after sharing that kind of thing. I uh, think it's a hug conversation. Yeah, it, I mean, I think so. Yeah. They just have the right taste. It's better taste. All the kisses have been real. Yes. Okay, so now we see a montage of one-on-one time with many of the women. This leads to Leslie now. We learn that she's like a lava cake. I liked this. Yeah. She's She might seem tough on the outside, but she is actually very soft and sensitive. I mean, it, it's a lava cake is not tough on the outside, but in relation to the inside, it's tougher. <laughs> Just to be to be clear. Actually, if there's one thing I could say about a lava cake I don't like, it's where it's too hard on the outside and gooey on the inside. Uh, it's got to be a I more like easy a, transition. Oh, mm. Okay, so let's think of th- something crunchy on the outside that's gooey on the inside. Crunchy. A bad lava cake. Or I was thinking one of those fancy pastries, like from Supermoon. Uh, this is, okay. <laughs> this is like one person knows what you're talking about. But... My New Yorkers will know what I'm talking about. I mean, anyone about. who does know, they know. Oh, but, but most Super people Moon, do just not. Trust me. Yeah, Supermoon is unbelievable. But the transition to gooey always has to be gradual in all foods. Mm-hmm. You can't go from hard to gooey. It never works. I agree that it should be gradual, but I don't think that that precludes it from having a crunchy, like, like. No, you can't have crunch then goo. You got to have a transition. A lava cake must be. It has to be a soft, light, fluffy cake into goo. I think I just love dessert more than you. (laughs) In conclusion. Leslie reveals that she also has hearing aids. She shows them to him. And the invitation here is that she wants him to whisper sweet nothings in her Mm. ear, which she does do. And then in her ITM, her producer's like, so what did he say? And she's like... Some things are better left private. Wow. It's cute. And as they stand, he says, I'd be really happy with a hug. A hug. It's all so wholesome. He'd be happy with a hug. He asks for a hug. It would make him happy. A hug. How often have you been exhilarated by someone asking for a hug? It goes to show less is less is more. It's more powerful, and the eventual kiss will mean more. Just don't force anything. Yes. Nothing's forced in this show. Everything is so rushed in the other shows. <laughs> On the non-Golden Bachelor yeah. shows? When Gary picks up the group date rose now, he asks to speak with Nancy. I love this. He doesn't give it to her in front of everyone. Yeah. He's like, can I speak with you, Nancy? He, he takes her away for it. He doesn't put everyone else in that position. And as they walk off, we literally hear one woman say, it makes sense. Wow. One thing after another, everything about this show is better and more feel good, more wholesome, more meaningful. We don't need drama. As a matter of fact, if drama does rear its head, which it will, they're going to bring drama in. It's going to be my least favorite part. I know it. I don't even need to know what the drama is. I don't want it. I don't care. I don't want drama. Not necessary. He gives Nancy the rose and she says it's important. This is in her ITM. She says it's important to her to be seen and listened to. And he did both. Mm. You know, I like Nancy. She's growing on me. At first, I thought she seemed a little cold. No. And I realize now that Nancy's actually a little bit like me and that she might seem cold, but she's actually kind of shy. And what she really wants is to be 
you know, she wants to be brought out of her shell oh, yeah. by someone who really sees her. I agree. Nancy's a classy dame. She is a classy dame. Very into her. Okay, so now it's the next day. It's Gary's birthday. And he arrives at the mansion and they all surprise him. And Susan gets out of a giant cake, of course. Susan's great. She talks about how she cooks a lot. Not a big romantic connection there. A cute montage of activities and one-on-one time. It's very cute when Gary says to Natasha that her hugs remind him of his late wife's. And then he goes in for more hugs. <laughs> Are you going to get through this? Faith says she's been feeling inadequate. These are all fancy girls who love to shop, but she's different. I got to say, this is my one beef I'm going to have with anyone so far on this season. I don't love it when women do this. Yeah, I don't love it when anyone does this. Yeah, she's sort of humble bragging and throwing everyone else under the bus by saying this. It's like the old, uh, you know, the cliche, like 80s, like guy. It's like like a, like a, the guy in the 80s movie. Okay. He's like, he's like, I don't play by anybody's rules. I just play by my own rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like no one cares. Don't talk about how you play by your own rules. Just play by your own rules. Otherwise, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay. Faith is like, oh, these other ladies are all so fancy. They love to shop, blah, blah, blah. I, meanwhile, like yeah. run with the horses and drink from the hose and things like that. Yeah. I was a little like, that's not necessary. Don't talk about it. Yeah, Just do it. Just you, show it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't love the association with someone being fancy or liking clothes and liking to shop with being someone who's not down to earth who would drink from a hose. Well, she's judging them. Yes. She's judging those who she is implicitly suggesting are judging her. Yes. Mm. Which I don't think any of them are. No, no one's judging anybody. There's a lot of love on this show. Yeah. So Except th- for, what's her name? That girl who, who supposedly dated a... Dated who? Um, Prince? No. Oh. Oh, Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. It's April. April. So apparently April dated Frankie Valli for like years. Not, like, like not dated. She was like his side piece for like 30 years. How did you find that out? Because I wanted to find out what was going on with April. But you had suggested to me that April was something. something I that- heard somewhere that April like has a podcast or is sort of well-known or yeah. does something. And you, a radio you, show. I, I don't know. Some, you, you guys sparked my in. interest. I don't know. And I never Googled during, epi- during seasons, which was a dangerous thing. Yeah. I realized afterwards that was a bad call. When you started Googling, I said, don't. Well, I, I Googled her specifically and I found this. And apparently she was in a, having an affair with Frankie Valley for like decades. Wow. Okay. Which is crazy. That is crazy. I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, that was I our can't. first dance. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> With every Golden Bachelor episode, we're going to reveal another song that had a role in our wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we're going to run out soon. Anyway, okay, so look, I'm not coming after Faith. I just clocked this moment of vulnerability. I'm using air quotes for our listeners. But I I think what she's really doing is throwing other people under the bus. I don't even think it's conscious. I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I think it's some people do this thing. It's her own insecurity. It was the first thing anyone's done on this whole season that I didn't love. Okay, Joan now says that she's had two birthdays since her husband passed. It's so cute. They're having this conversation on a top bunk. Yeah. It's cute. It is. But you know, even that... This is where I feel one hour is not long enough for this show. Bachelor in Paradise, we're getting too much. We're getting Hannah Brown coming with a bonfire invitation. Meanwhile, this, I would have loved to have seen the in-between moments of them ending up on that top bunk or of 
the women getting the group date card. You know, we never got that. Suddenly it's all these women on this group date. Can I tell you the honest truth? I could watch one whole hour of Gary reading the newspaper on the can. (laughs) Speaking of missed moments, can we talk about how Marina is suddenly not on the show anymore? What the hell happened to Marina? She was my wild card and I feel very ripped off because she was, in my opinion, a standout on night one. And apparently at some point she left the season. She did get a rose last week. She was one of the 16 women to move into the house. And Gary even says at one point, there are 15 women in that mansion. Yeah. So we're down one and there's no explanation. No fanfare. It's like they thought we wouldn't notice. It's the most unbachelor thing that's ever happened. That would have been an entire episode (laughs) on the normal bachelor, (laughs) on the the, the abnormal bachelor. Anyway, Joan says that she struggles to look at photos of her late husband and Gary totally understands. He's like, oh yeah, the photos thing, you know, it'll get better. That part will get better. And they share how both of their late spouses told them to go find happiness. Such a touching moment. And Ellen, one-on-one time with Ellen, he gifts her a framed photo of the two of them from that photo shoot. And she is so touched by this. She said it made her feel so special and she hasn't felt special in a very long time. Oh, Excuse me while I become a puddle on the on the ground. Oh, so beautiful. This was so beautiful. Even though part of me was like, he didn't frame that photo. <laughs> well, let's give it to him. Let's yeah, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. If anyone framed a photo in this show, it was Gary. That's true. Yeah. And, and the fact that it was framed so poorly <laughs> suggests that it's... Yeah. It was framed very poorly. Yeah. Okay, so now it's the rose ceremony. This is where we realize Marina was suddenly MIA. What, so what, what, what's our theory about Marina? Because we, we don't Google these things, so we don't know. Uh, I think she was taken, she, was, she thought she was going to be a night one. She was like, I'm just going to do this as a gag. Uh-huh. She got in too deep. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I actually think there could be some truth in that. I think that she went through it, thought it wasn't really the right environment for her. It was sort of... You know, there's a lot of waiting and you know, a lot of, I don't know, attempted manipulation. I don't know how much manipulation there is going on with this season in particular, but I feel like she was probably like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling it. I think I'm done. I'm or maybe go. maybe she got to the man. She's like, I'm not I'm not staying in a room with a bunch of women. I'm not doing this. <laughs> maybe she's too fancy. I mean, I can picture that. Marina has three master's degrees. Can I tell you something? It if anyone in that entire house is turning their nose up to staying in a room with four other women, I think it's Marina. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm not. It's not. It's not. It's not a derogatory thing. I just think that she's the one. By the way, staying in a room with four other women would be getting one of the good rooms. Yeah, Marina thought she was getting a suite. She's like, <laughs> I got three masters. I'm getting a suite. <laughs> Gary opens this rose ceremony by saying they were recently strangers, but now he considers them all friends. Uh, I have to mention my best dressed, Christina. She's wearing a sequined floral dress with this interesting draping. It's one shoulder and it's got this fringe coming off it. Mm. It's knee length. It's just beautiful, interesting, different. It's just such a distinct personal style. I think it's a function of that I don't have a great eye for fashion and... I was very engrossed by the storyline. Uh-huh. But if someone put me up against a wall, gun to my head, they said, I got your whole family tied up in a basement. All you have to do is answer this one question. And they what's, said, what was, what's her name? Christina. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is going Good well. Start. What was Christina wearing in episode two uh-huh. at, the, at the cocktail party? Yeah. Family's dead. Oh. 
Well, that's, I mean, okay. Thankfully, that's that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 10 women get roses at this rose ceremony. That's in addition to Teresa and Nancy. So going home are Jeannie, Natasha, and Peggy. And Gary cries before even handing out that last rose. Oh. Every single rose ceremony, it's like a death blow. I don't know why this is so traumatic. It's so upsetting. It's it's brutal. I mean, in, in the end, I guess Natasha's hug wasn't good enough. <laughs> and that brings us to the credits. Natasha in her ITM says that the show needs to do chair rose ceremony. I mean, this is great. <laughs> Her delivery of this she's is great. so good. I want to see more Natasha. I mean, she's so right. How like funny. just standing there. You're standing there sometimes for hours. It's funny. There's been like 50 seasons of this. And yeah. finally someone says I that. know. <laughs> and she said it so simply. Too. Yeah. She's like a chair rose ceremony. Chairs. How funny is it that that's her departing thoughts? It's she great. will be forever remembered for forever. that. Okay. So Andy, it's time for your A game. Who wins? I not only give the A game to Gary, mm. and I know it's it's kind of a cop out to give it to the lead. It is. But I'm giving it to him. Okay. No, he's he's just superhuman. I think that there should be a new Academy Award category for reality TV. Okay. And he's the only nominee. He wins. He's the greatest reality TV person of all time. He's pretty perfect. He it's- can't be better. He's not he's better than AI. I was even watching a story on the news yesterday, <laughs> on the nightly news. Okay. I was watching about AI, how they were like, you know, these educators, they read someone's actual essay for college admission, and then they read an AI version. Uh-huh. And honestly, I can't tell the difference. Ooh. But they immediately tell. They're just like, this is too, it doesn't sound human. It sounds too well written. Oh. Like too perfect. That's what it is. That's what tips them off. Yeah. It's too good. He's even better. He's so good that he can't be AI. Because he's not too perfect. Wait, so in what way is he not too perfect? No, I don't know. (laughs) Didn't think that one through. I'm thinking like, you know, lab-grown diamonds are too perfect. So now they're purposely putting like inclusions in them and like making the color not exactly right so that they can look realistic. I mean, Gary's too perfect. I I think he is AI. Maybe, Maybe that he was stressed out driving on the highway. But even that. Even that. That's what AI would have done. That That's one of the inclusions. Wait a minute. So he is AI. I'm arguing that he's AI. We both are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gary's AI. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. All right, Andy. That brings us to our word watch. There were two journeys in this episode. And how many correct guesses? 91. And our winner is Carla Jegel. Congratulations. You are the winner of $100 to spend at one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studio. I'm wearing her earrings right now. You went with my fit. So please email us by this Monday at midnight to claim your prize. East Coast. Oh, East Coast. Thank you. Not because the East Coast is the best. Just because we decided East Coast. <laughs> well, we are. We are from the East Coast. Yeah. So we, we bring the East Coast with us. Okay. Okay. So Andy, what is the word for next week? Fairy tale. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So if you want to join in the Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win a prize, you must guess the number of times you predict the word fairy tale. It's one word. Fairy tale. I think fairy tale is one word. Yeah. yeah. It's not fairy Tale. You're right. Yeah. The word fairy tale is uttered in episode three. So you will guess the number of times you think it'll be said by anyone. You must do so using the numeral. So don't write out the word 
like two or whatever, you just use the numeral and you must do so by commenting either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. And you must do so by Monday at midnight. And if you follow those rules and guess correctly, your name will be entered in a draw and then one person's name will be chosen and that person will win. We have a new prize this week, $150 to spend at Frankly Apparel. Huge fan of Frankly Apparel. They are one of our earliest sponsors. Mm -hmm. They make clothes with built-in bra situations. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to wear a bra with their stuff. I still can't figure out how they do it. Neither can I, but it's great. Let me tell you. Okay, so submit your guesses and yeah. Shall we move on, Andy? Let's move on. All right, that brings us to our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot, Andy? I've got Ellen. Still? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I feel Ellen. I've joined you. (gasps) Really? Yeah, last week I had faith, but... You've lost faith in faith? Uh, This was the episode where, and there was some foreshadowing of them showing Faith sort of losing confidence. And I didn't really love less confident Faith. I mean, Mm. I'm being so unforgiving. I recognize that. But I mean, we're recapping. The whole point of us recapping is to have opinions. And this was just also an unforgiving show. It is. It is an unforgiving show, especially to someone who gets the first impression rose. And then it's very easy to feel left behind. I think we have to note, too, I don't think Faith was on that group date. No, she wasn't. Like, this is the stuff we have to see. Because I think Faith was left behind. I don't think she went on the group date. But we never saw that scene. Usually that's something they milk. Anyway, my point being, we saw Faith kind of crumble a little. Like, she started to lose her confidence. And Ellen, meanwhile, there's always consistent... We, we always see a bit of her every episode. And what they share is so sweet. So cute when he was like, I love your personality. He loves her personality. He loves her personality. Uh, okay, so I've joined you in that top spot. Okay, so who do you have second? I, I the Teresa's pulled up. Yeah, I feel ashamed that we didn't put her there. Early. I, I, we both wanted to, but we felt that she was too goofy that first episode. Yeah, I remember thinking that she was the type to go all in too fast and kind of lose her way. Yeah, she was getting the all in too fast edit. Yes. Yeah, totally. But this date that they shared was very sweet and she was very nurturing in a way that I think Gary appreciates. So I also have her in second. I also think that this was the best date I've ever seen on the franchise. Oh, Andy. I mean, it's the first time you've ever cried. All right. All right. And who do you have in your third spot? I've got my dark horse, Nancy. Okay. So Nancy went from being your wild card last week. Such a good wild card. Yeah. And you have her in third now. Okay. I respect that. I have bumped Leslie up. So she Mm. also wasn't on my list last week. Mm -hmm. And I'm also feeling remorse about that. But she is our resident lava cake. And I think that Gary likes softies. Mm. That's what I'm going with. Mm. Not feeling it. Oh, you don't feel Leslie? No. Yeah, you never have. No, I don't think she's Gary's type. Okay, who do you have in your fourth spot? Still clinging on to Faith. Okay, yeah, I've bumped Faith down to the same spot. So we both have her in fourth. You know, I'm sure that she'll pull ahead again. I don't think that Gary would give his uh, first impression rose to just anyone. No, she's going to bust out the guitar. That's that's going to bring her back. Okay, I I want to make a bid for a new wild card. You can't do that. (laughs) I was robbed. My wild card just vanished. You know, I've wanted to do this on past seasons and you wouldn't let me. 
But I'll give it to you because I'm a forgiving person. No, that's that's when they get eliminated or whatever. They haven't just disappeared. We'll make an exception. You get another wild card. Okay. So the other person I was debating having as my wild card last week was Joan. Hmm. So I'm going to go with Joan. And I'm not I'm not saying that because I talked on the top bunk. Obviously, that helps. But I swear it was between Marina I and Joan. You. And I, I chose Marina. And I chose this is, poorly. You did chose poorly. But this is something you would not lie about. My wife... Would not lie about this. Yeah, that, can you imagine her. if I lied about that? That would be no, just so pathetic. It's ridiculous. Okay, you don't stoop that low. No, no, I stand by it. When I make poor predictions, I can, I can live with it. Yeah, you do. Okay, that brings us to the end, Andy. I'm so happy that episode two was as good as episode one because you never know. Sometimes episode two takes a downward turn, but it did not. Golden Bachelor is solid. Delivers. It does deliver delivers tears. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. I forgot to say this at the top. I will get better at that. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.